And we are live. Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are watching this uh, podcast. I'm Luanne Marine and the creator of Answering the Call of Your Purpose. And I just want to go before I uh, tell you a little about why this is created, before I introduce our amazing, beautiful guest, Helen Glover, who is here with me today. The purpose is I get to work, or I've met a lot of people who have been searching for their purpose and who have kind of heard the call and answered the call. And so I want to bring on guests for inspiration for you. If you've kind of been looking for your purpose and discussing some of the roadblocks that come up and, and how, how you really meet that. So with that, I want to introduce you, Helen Glover. Helen, welcome to the podcast. Hello, darling. Oh, it's so, so good. I mean, we're long life sisters and we've done lots of work together in the past. And I've always been inspired by your creativity, the way you walk into a room and how you express yourself so openly. And I've always admired that about you. And it's kind of um, it's inspired me to do the same on some level, Not, you know, just to know what my uniqueness is, because I find you very unique in, in the way you step out and shine. So for those who don't know you, tell us a little bit about yourself and what are you doing right now? And I know you've sent me a little a little link here too, so what do you do right now? <laughs> well, um, yeah, at the moment, well, now, forevermore, I hope, my I've really settled into my purpose and my purpose is working with uh, men and um, it oh, looks a couple of different ways. I run a podcast where I interview men about their different stories and about the things that they've been through and the difficulties they've had in actually being masculine in today's environment and also Modern Masculine, my business, which is helping executive men navigate their lives after um, separation and divorce all the way through into kind of that reinvention stage where they can reconnect with who they really want to be after that yeah Yeah. and and Helen you're in you're currently in Australia yes Yes. and which part of Australia are you from yeah I'm just on the border of New South Wales and Queensland yeah yeah so I want to talk so this is the thing like I'm just blown away by what you've created here and working with men because a lot of people I work with we work with women right there's so many things out there for women definitely in the separation and divorce and all different flavors but you've chosen to work with executive men can you tell me why you did that you know it was a weird weird thing where it just fell in one day and you were like I don't even know what's going on here but it just became It just became. And um, I think there was a lot of um, universal lead ups to it that I was dropped into situations that, of course, were going to take me on this path. But I was kind of oblivious to that at the time. Mm -hmm. And um, my background is interior design. Um, I ran a business in interior design for, you know, nearly 15 years. But before, before, before that, I actually was a counsellor um, back in the day in London, working with men with HIV and AIDS when it first kind of hit in the early 90s. Mm. And then when I came to Brisbane in like, I don't know when that was, 94. 96 I think that was I worked as a volunteer at the AIDS council helping men uh, navigate through to um, yeah when they were um, in palliative care and so I was a trained home carer for men in that state and also did workshops for men who um, consider themselves straight and not gay 
so therefore we're at high risk of HIV. Mm. And for families who were finding it difficult to tell other family members that their child was actually dying of, of AIDS and that they were telling family members that people had cancer. So I did a lot of work in that space then and the kind of vulnerability of, of really sitting with big truths in that space. At the time, HIV was the biggest taboo that was happening. And I've always kind of tended to be that person who, I'm, like you say, I'm open. I'm, I'll go in and I'll, I'll discuss the taboo because um, by shining a light on any darkness is the only way we're really going to accept anything and make it not so um yeah so that is definitely what I've been drawn to and um I had my own divorce that was really unpleasant um and then in 2015 I found that after I'd had um, my little ones I have twins I found that I was asked to work back with men doing help for vocational coaching when they'd returned from the military and so I did work with them uh, 2014, 2015, helping them navigate PTSD and adjustment disorder and leaving the military when they were men of purpose and they were of service. So I witnessed men who were struggling, having lost their purpose and their uh, feelings of being of service and really nothing else was going to do. And um, really noticing the narrative that we had around or, you know, military and return servicemen, and we need to do this, this, and this. And, and then behind the scenes, watching people commit suicide mm-hmm. and men coming in who weren't actually able to talk about how they felt. And um, universally, this whole feeling of being angry, mm-hmm. but not feeling that they were allowed to be angry either. And yet the anger suppressed the rest of their feelings because lo and behold, they should be upset or cry or be emotional. Mm-hmm. So it, Anger was the only emotion they were really allowed and that was then seen as violence and then it was seen as aggression and and of course they didn't have a real channel for that either. So that really was the universe push, push, push that I didn't see. <laughs> this is one of the questions, right? So how, how did you answer? So first of all, you hear the call to the purpose and then you answered the call. So obviously you answered it in some way, the push, push or the nudge, nudge, which what do you believe is your purpose now? And, and I always say purpose is lifelong, like that was your purpose then or it's how you express it. But right now, what, what do you think it is? And mm. Well, I think the purpose has always been to help men navigate their feelings. <laughs> and, yeah. and so now that is very much that purpose. But the purpose has grown, I suppose. The fact that what I feel is now really important is that, kind of conflict that's happening between men and women yeah. and men and women taking sides so mm-hmm. through a divorce process of course mm-hmm. everybody's right because everybody's feeling whatever it is they're feeling it's true for them mm-hmm. so we can't poo-poo the other person and say no no that's not true it's not about that it's about recognizing where each person sits within that process what it's bringing up for them what they're projecting what the blame is what's their responsibility versus what actually is really unfair and really upsetting and devastating what is heartbreaking Mm -hmm. in the middle of all of that you've got children who are then used as a kind of pawn within the hurt cycle and they are also witnessing the process of divorce and so there's then scarring that then for me becomes an ancestral pattern 
Mm. So we're growing and growing and growing this thing's like, yeah, women and men go through conflict and they can't resolve it. We're just different. And it's she, 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 he, 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 you know, they, 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 it becomes a whole kind of gender battle. They, 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 rather than, you know, this person and this person. Mm. So it grows and that then becomes part of our social narrative. So, so this is the thing, right? So you've, you're, you're, so you said the purpose is to work with men, right? In this kind of form. And you said something about ancestral patterns. It's a big thing coming up for me three times. Do you call it epigenetic or epigenetics as well? Yeah. 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 And now I realize I'm thinking, oh my gosh. Yeah. That clearing of that and how we bring it in. And, And I know that obviously with your work, you go, you go so deep. So this is, I think, also part of your purpose is to take that person, like you said, where they don't want to, where they can't really look at the moment, but in the, in a way of however you do it, like however your magic comes <laughs> out. Um, so why do you think then is it important for people, for you to do your purpose work? Well, we just have to. We just have to. <laughs> Because yeah. um, what else would you do, right? <laughs> but actually, as well, that's where people get involved in, like, oh, my purpose. Actually, it's not even mine. I was, I was kind of sent here to do it, so I'm just the, the person who's bringing it. But it's universal work. It's, it's a message. It's a universal message that we're now in a point where we can see all of the differences are being thrown up. We've got all of the difficulties that are coming up to face us, all the people that have caused all the the difficulty around us in our environment right now. They're all well-placed. They're showing all of the darkness and the dark side. Um, It's no secret that we've just had the, the Me Too movement and then we've just had the Trump thing and we've got now the covid crisis and it's all the dark 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 and we're all struggling with you know when we go into lockdown whatever's hidden is going to come up to the surface mm-hmm. when we're put into um real obvious bigotry situations the truth's going to surface people who don't stand for that will come up against it and people who do stand up for it will feel supported enough to come up into it so mm-hmm. we're just looking at all of these things that are going on so I believe that people are placed in different roles as to what we really need right now. And there are so many people who are carrying things that need to heal us in different ways. And so it's not even my baby as such. It was just that I had to find it to birth it right now to help with where we're at at the moment, where people are reaching out to learn different ways of being and, and therefore I suppose all of my path to this point has just been to ready me for what was supposed to happen all along. <laughs> we, oh, we, think very we, think, we think we know what we're doing, but we, we don't. <laughs> well, that's the, you know, we, we kind of, we have a sense about it. And then we're, holy shit balls, we actually have to step into that now. And we yeah. waver and we get scared. and But then, you know, we, and then we go for it. And and then we, you know, we go, it's kind of next new new level, new devil or whatever that is, right? But you have chosen one thing. And I have watched some of your podcasts with these amazing men. And I, and I feel sometimes that they don't get the voice that they deserve. Yeah. Um, and, and just the platform that you've given. And, you know, really, really love that. So we're going to put some links down underneath this so that we can go and see your podcast and go to your website and all that. So. 
Um, I'm just fascinated. I'm just fascinated with this whole topic because I've been in the world of doing goddess work and all that and empowering the women. And then we got to a point where we cut their balls off. Yeah. And it's like, hang on, now we're, so they don't know what, they're, and that's not everybody. That's, and it's like, oh, so I just honor you for bringing that masculine energy. And even sometimes you'll say masculine men, it's like, other people might go, oh, no, we, you know, it's too much. It's like, no, we need them to be mm. in that state, in that warrior, so they can hold the, the feminine too. Mm. Anyway, so then I just went on a yeah. rant there. So yeah. what, knowing your purpose is one thing, right? and I think you've already touched on this before, but knowing your purpose, then you've got to embody it and do it. So what is one of your favourite practices that's helped you step into the purpose or that other people can take away and go oh yeah I need I need that like one one guest I had she talks about values knowing your values helps you another one's shadow work or you know what do you think has been one of the biggest oh things? darling I have to be complete as always be totally honest. it's surrender I just surrender daily I just go really you're just gonna have to take that because I don't know what to do with it <laughs> I just I think if we believe that we're truly on purpose, then we have to stop trying to control so much of it. <laughs> and, and so if we're in control of it, I mean, I watch things melt down and it gets to a point then I, you just have to surrender it up. And, and as soon as I surrender to the not knowing of, of anything about what's going on right now, why it's not working, why isn't this working? It's, it's because there's a message in that as well. And while I'm, I'm in my own mind trying to solve it or do all the things that we tell men off for doing while yeah. I'm trying to do that to myself, mm. I actually just go, okay, I need to just go right back to the beginning and work out what the hell's going wrong here. And it's obviously got nothing to do with what I think it is. So I'm just going to surrender the whole thing up for what I know it to be. And I'm just going to ask for another way of looking at it. Oh. And I do that all the time. And then I have to really sit then with the responsibility of whatever decisions I've made, or I have to sit with um, the fact that I could have got it wrong. Um, I might have to sit with the fact that um, that's my own story. That's always a really shitty one. <laughs> yeah. I hate that one too. <laughs> and, and also, um, yeah. yeah, you know, we all talk about belief and we all talk about um you know, manifesting and, and all of these these things. But there's never a moment when you need it more than when you really are in crisis. And that's when we tend to then go back to what we know, which is actually not what we need. We need the real belief system when the rubber hits the road. It's easy to say I'm in flow and I'm getting my messages and the blah, 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 when you really are having it all going on, like Mojo's rocking, it's actually when you're really afraid. Ooh. You have to sit in the belief when you're afraid. And um, <sighs> surrendering to the fear of, of being, you know, not having the money, not knowing what's going to happen, not knowing whether it's going to succeed or not, not knowing which road to take, mm. that's actually when you do need to give it all up yeah. and, and listen yeah. more than ever. Um, because that's when you really need to hear mm. is is when all the noise is going on, the negative noise. Mm. 
Mm. And, and we've become such a, a society that we need certain things or very controlling, even the way we raise our children to some extent, you know, they must go down this road and, and it's all, I feel it's all, all the trauma, like you, you touched on the trauma and, and I didn't realise that, you know, and I'm 50 now. So I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. That trauma way back then, that's still showing up unless I look at it, but surrendering to that. And so when you surrender, it kind of like the dark night of the soul, right? You're on the ground screaming or just curled up. And at that moment you release. So when you surrender, how Helen surrenders, does the answer come to you after that or like does it show up instantly or is it like you'll just get a how do, how does it work for you well I do it so often <laughs> yeah. you know, I really do <laughs> it is it's a real kind of I mean I'll do it weekly you yeah. know because I push and make risky decisions so you do. I love that know, I am a single mom I'm raising you know I had four children my oldest son's just now left but um mm-hmm and you're on your own, there's only one income. There's yeah. there's a lot going on. There's a lot of responsibilities. There's a lot of presence needed. There's a lot of, you know, I mean, the single mom thing as well, all the decisions are yours. All of the outcomes are yours. All of the difficulties are yours. So, so it's not just surrendering to purpose and business, but to surrendering to, to all of it. So I'll often just stop looking at it from my trained way. Yeah, it's kind of like I just surrender to that because I'm doing my thing with it and what what do I need to know about that and and only through that then does the honesty kick in and generally when I've really needed a real kick-ass answer Mm -hmm. I've got it and I'll just sit in meditation with it and and then I'm like no way (laughs) like just drops in and yeah. I'm like, oh my God, you know, and whether that is divine or universal or whatever you want to call it, or whether that's just me quietening myself long enough to know my own answer. It doesn't have to be esoteric and weird and spiritual if you don't think like that. But what I do know is that it works, however you want to label it. Mm-hmm. Um, you give your own spirit the space to tell you what it needs. Mm. And, um, and you're not yeah covering it with with all what you feel you should yeah and, and all those expectations too right like well give me the answer and then I don't like that answer it's like well you ask for it you've got to surrender fully do you know use that wisdom so I love that so tell me who who you've worked with as a client in the past or currently or wherever that's been your favorite type of person or, or what's happened and and how um how you've worked with them and, and why they why they are your favorite you know what 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 qualities did they have or uh, um somebody i've been a client for or somebody who's been no somebody who's been a client for you who you've worked with mm. well um there's there's been a couple of amazing men that I've have come on board and obviously their their situations are really confidential. Oh, absolutely. I think yes. that what what comes through to me is the fact that they are willing to go to a divorce coach to be helped through the process. That their commitment to not upsetting their children yeah. is just so moving. And their courage to then 
own their own part in the process where they go, oh my God, I'm actually, I'm actually causing that, aren't I? And, and admitting stuff like that or watching the other person behaving badly and through coming and processing it, not responding, not growing the difficulty, the conflict, kind of constantly having the ability and the courage to keep self-removing, you know, and just coming to me with that. That's extraordinary. And seeing people, seeing men settle into their own home. Yes. like amazing um seeing the penny drop that they have the capability to do stuff like that that um watching them connect with their children in a different way um a lot of the guys that I work with are um executive men who've lost mm-hmm. connection with their families so they're quite disenfranchised because they're doing their service right and um and so their purpose and their tribe is family. Mm. Whereas for women, our purpose and our tribe is external of the family. Mm. We raise the family, but we go out to the village. Mm. And, um, and this is what's so um, incredibly special about what has happened with women. Women have been able to kind of have this movement where we've stepped up and we've gone, actually, we're not going to be powered over. We're going to be empowered and we're going to, you know, come together with that. What I found with that is that I'm not helping men stay in their power. I'm helping men now have the stuff that they weren't allowed. So we were allowed to express and to be part of the community and that we were welcomed and revered for that. And men had the power and we were kind of like shrunk. And what happened was now we've rose up into rightfully a position where we can have power too, but we've never allowed men to have their emotions and feelings. All the places where we were, they weren't allowed. So now it's kind of like, yeah, you're allowed to be a single dad and have your children at home if you want. And yeah, you're allowed to be upset. And yeah, you're allowed to have emotions. So they're being allowed now to step into the space that we've dominated. So it's about then creating that balance. So watching men being courageous enough to step into a place where they weren't allowed is where the power is because only by doing that can we really genuinely meet in the middle because once men get to experience what we have had open, Mm. they can then sink into what that really feels like and they can fall into a softness within them that they can actually reclaim their masculinity in a completely different way because it comes from heart and love and purpose and tribe rather than power. And once women kind of get into the power they actually know that they can have the power they can drop back into having the heart and family and the love and you know what I mean so let's let's experience the thing that the other person's had and then just kind of come back together to know what all of it feels like but still be the man and still be the woman if that is what is true for you so that's really what that process is and and it's very courageous as we know it's courageous for women to kind of step up and say me too and to all the movements that we've had burning the bras from the very beginning right through to now and it's now the the kind of era of courageous men Mm. to step into that space and say actually no I've cried in front of my children Mm. and actually no I've I've told somebody how I really felt about that Mm. and that's like for 
for men in today's standards. It is, it is, because it's such, it's such a, you know, I don't even know what, you, you would be the expert, you know, 50% of people separating and divorcing, I'm divorced, and that, that was, yeah, that was not easy as well, it was kind of pain, well, very, it is painful anyway, but kind of horrific at the same time, but that's done, but there's this, I'm just feeling the, the family unit, it just misses out so much, you know. And, and I do believe, you know, there's, there's time, a season, a reason or a lifetime to be with somebody and all that kind of stuff. But it just seems we, we've lost, you know, that the family, the family, like women have to be all powerful and go out and work and support themselves and all that kind of thing. And um, We're was, a bit knackered, aren't we, love? We are absolutely <laughs> exhausted. You know, I was a key. I was a key. What do you call the key ching? Whatever kid, and I, um, you know, we are. And I want my kids to come home, and I'm home, and you know, and I want to spend time. But again, single mum, we, we've got to still bring it in too. So something's something's missing there. But I love that you're healing this part of you know of men's consciousness and I mean all of that it, it helps all of us so yeah it is it's actually it an all approach because it's only by us stepping up and knowing that we can have that high powered job and yes. put our kids in childcare and we can leave men at home to that we've then gone actually now I choose yes completely oh, different situation it is being suppressed into a position that you're only allowed that yeah. And so that's the opposite. It's kind of like men have gone off to work and then everything's fallen apart and they've got nothing at the end of it. And they go, I thought I was doing the right thing. Yeah. Now I want that. Mm. Now I want that. And so then what happens is women are fighting for the money and the security that the man provided that they didn't feel they could do. Yeah. And the men are fighting to get the children because they've never had them and so it sets up this dynamic where the woman's going I've had the kids my whole life you've not done anything Mm. Mm. no they're staying with me and men are like oh my god you've always had my children Mm. and that's all I want now please let me see my children yeah but nobody's hearing the call of the devastation exactly from both people and so it's really a beautiful process to witness men in the love of their children mm. and then to be able to achieve that mm. without destroying the other parent yes and remaining yeah. strong maybe if the other parent is doing yeah. the same yeah I mean and, you know I always remember thinking well we're always going to we're going to end up at weddings and all that kind of thing like we need to hear I mean of course we've got to heal those pieces at the time so that's um absolutely a great you know yeah a great purpose that you have so I'm coming to the end now so I, I, I could we could go for hours right we could go I have to get you back again so tell me um I like to end on something so I'm going to put all so what's your website first of all the modern masculine.com.au and I'm going to put those below but can you end on something tell us something about yourself that nobody else knows right could be something funny could be something <laughs> Deep. I, don't, I don't know but you know I always like to say what have you and you and you're probably a person who's, you're okay with everything anyway but um you know I don't know yeah um well I suppose that um I suppose if if I'm being completely vulnerable because I can tell you something funny but that would just be easy mm. but to be vulnerable with this is that it has been a really dark road this has not been easy. This has been really, really difficult. And I've really felt 
so many um, disconnects during this process. I've felt people come in. I've felt people go out. I felt supported. I've felt unsupported. I felt lost. I felt uncoachable. Um, I felt like a loser because what I'm doing in the world didn't come quick enough. Um, I've been in financial distress mm -hmm. because I'm birthing this and I've tried to drop everything else. I've, it's not an easy process. Mm -hmm. And, and I think the the thing that I, that I think that I like about myself is that I can go there, but I can still feel joy. Oh. I don't, I don't get lost in it. And I think this is the difficult thing that people will find around is that I am open and I am, I'll say when it's tough, but I don't struggle with that. What I struggle with is being seen fully that I can be here, but through the looking at it and through the, the vulnerability of seeing it in me and seeing it in others, that actually brings me joy. The fact that I could go there with myself. So I suppose the thing that I know about myself that probably many people don't know is that I have been to some places, you know. And so I do, I understand. Yeah. But I understand it in a way that I don't need to constantly share that because I, I am okay with it personally and um but it certainly isn't you know people can either see me as all depressing or they can see me as all joy that's a reflection of how they see the world but I'm all of it mm. I'm from here to there and I won't make any apology for it mm. what a, oh wow I love that Helen um very in, inspiring so I'm going to say goodbye now. So everybody go go to what is what is it? The modern masculine.com.au. Yeah, it's been so much well, it's not even I don't want to even say fun, it's been so deep and you, you just open every time I talk to you, you open me up to another level as well and, and another and a, just another depth and it's like oh wow there's a there's a lot more to go there, which is the beautiful work that you bring to the world. And I love you. And thank you so much, Helen, for being here. All right, everyone, tune in next time. Bye for now.